everybody, Ken McQuiston here. Welcome back to Back Porch Leadership. Uh, you know, I noticed that I took took a week off, took some time to just uh, do some soul searching, do some thinking, get some work done around the house, and more importantly, to spend some time with the family. You know, I know we've all been working really, really hard in some very challenging times, and I just thought it was time to take a step back, take a big deep breath, and and think about those things that are important to us in our lives. So this week's episode, uh, what I'd like to address is a simple word. And that word is effort. Think about it, effort. What, what does effort mean? What does it mean to you? You know, to me, effort is that thing that separates us from, from other people. It's something that I think goes on an awful lot in the world and doesn't nearly get the credit that it deserves for it. In other words, for us as leaders, think about this in the business world, is that when we go to look for someone who we wanna to hire to work for our companies, we look a lot of times at the college degree, or where, and even if it's college degree, what school they went to. You know, what's the pedigree of the university? What is the, you know, what are the big name people that recommended them for a job? Who do they intern with? Who did they, you know, who are those people that they came in contact with that separated them from everybody else that you're going to review and consider for a position? Or even closer to home, who are those people in your family? Uh, who are the friends that you have that we continually judge based on things that are really not that important. Maybe it's the car they drive, the house they live in, the clothes they wear, the things they say, whether it's public or private, that may cause you to be turned off uh, or turned on in one way, shape, or form. You know, because to me, especially with the background that I come from and a lot of the people that I worked with in the military and even some of those folks I work with now, in the business world, that effort means a lot, and it should. I'll give you a couple of examples. You know, in 1965, there was this guy who was trying to break into the music business. He uh, was broke, didn't have a nickel to his name, had no uh, formal education in music, uh, very blue collar family that uh, and he couldn't even afford to buy his own guitar. So he makes a deal with his mom. His mom pays for half of the guitar as he pays for the other half. And he buys this crappy ass electric guitar from a local music store. And he and a couple of his friends put this band together. They put this band together. They're, they thought that they really did a great show. He comes back for practice the next session that they're having, and he finds out that the three other band members decided that uh, his cheap-ass guitar wasn't good enough, so they kicked him out of the band. Can you imagine that? Putting it together all on your own, you get kicked out. Then we got another guy. started his own IT business. Here's a guy that brained the size of Texas does all these incredibly innovative things within the company to develop different ways of communicating and and all these stuff all the stuff like this and this company blows up 
becomes one of the biggest brands in the world, becomes world famous, lots of people getting rich. He goes into work one day and he's told by the board of directors for the company he started that he was being fired. What about this, a guy playing college football? He's told by his college football coach that he would not be the starting quarterback for the team next year because he was too small. They didn't think he had the skill or the size to be a competitive college football quarterback in Division I football. And of course, the last guy, another athlete, a guy that was at the top of his game and due to some personal family issues, a series of injuries took him from being ranked number one in the world all the way down to below 1,000 in the world. Now, the interesting thing about all four of these people is that for them to be able to address the challenges that they had, it took a significant amount of effort on their part to improve their station in life. Whether you're an athlete, a musician, a business person, the amount of effort that we put into things is so very, very more, much more important than some of the other things that we give so much more credit to. You know, during my days in the military, I was told by a, a boss one day that said, you know, I would rather have 10 people that are willing to work themselves to the bone than to have 20 college graduates with fancy resumes because I know that no matter what's going to happen, that those 10 folks are going to outperform the other 20 every day and twice on Sunday. Give some thought to that. How much credit do you as a leader give to the effort that people put into what they do every day, even if they aren't initially successful? How many times in your life, how many times in your life, not just in a professional life, but in your personal life, have you failed at something, but because of your persistence and because of your effort, you were able to overcome an obstacle? I know that if I had to stack my victories next to my defeats, my defeats would be 10 times the size of the victory list every single time. And one of the things I always found as a hallmark for myself was that you may be smarter than me, you may have more money than me, you may have a better education than I did, but the thing that I truly have control over is how hard I work, how much effort I put into it. And if I can make sure that I do that better than anybody else that I'm competing with, then more times than not, I should come out on top. How about you? Do you do that? Do you put in the effort that you need to do 
to be able to overcome obstacles, and even more so and more importantly, what kind of value do you put to effort when it comes to those you work with or those that work for you? And even more importantly, those that are in your life and your family, in your in your personal life. How willing are you to accept defeat in others or not being successful? the way somebody performs at their job and still have faith in them? How often are you willing to be accepting of those in your personal life that may have made a mistake or two along the way? But as long as you know that they're working hard to try to improve their station in life, that you are not just as supportive, but even more supportive of them as they progress. You know, we oftentimes think that those things that are, you know, the the shiny diplomas that are hanging on the wall, or because you work for company X or company Y in the past, that would automatically guarantee that someone is going to be successful working with you. When in fact, most times the people that had a education that might not have come from Harvard or Princeton or Yale or from a military service academy is just as good, if not better, than what that person that came from a more higher stature level level of education. And just because someone worked for company X or company Y in the past, doesn't necessarily guarantee them success at the next thing that they do. So how do you as a leader, when you put into those big things you're looking for, when you're looking for someone to work with you, where does effort fall into that mix? I'll be the first one to tell you that depending on where I was at at different points or different stages in my life, that my effort level might not have been as high as it needed to be. And if and when I was called out for it, I couldn't argue it. Because I knew it was all on me. But if I knew that I had worked harder than everyone else, or at least put in the effort or put in the time, that there should be something good about that. You know, when I talked about those four people earlier, you know, it's pretty interesting that for all four of them, the one thing that they all have in common, because all four of them come from totally different lifestyles, four totally different backgrounds, is the thing that separated them from everyone else is that even in the face of defeat, they continued to work 
They continued to put in the time. They continued to put in the effort that it took for them to climb the ladder to improve their station in life and to become better people. Because if you know in your heart and in your soul that you put in the effort, whether you're the person that wins or doesn't win, whether you're the person that gets hired or doesn't get hired, whether you're the person that is selected for a particular position uh, or someone that is not, that you'll never have to second guess yourself if you knew you did your very best. So when we think about that, we talk about that a little bit, where does effort fall into your priorities when it comes to the people that you lead? And what kind of example are you setting for those people that you are leading when it comes to effort? It's pretty amazing that when you notice that when I gave you those four different scenarios, I never told you who they were. And as I go down the list and tell you who they are, there's not a doubt in my mind that each and every one of you are going to know who they are. And some of you may say, darn, I didn't think about that, but I, I knew that. So the guy with the cheap guitar in 1965 was a guy named Bruce Springsteen. A guy that has over 20 Grammy Awards now, two Golden Globe Awards, a Tony Award, and an Academy Award. It's a guy that, oh, by the way, that when he got kicked out of the band and he went home and had to tell his mom. You know what he told his mom? He told her that the band just wanted to move in a different direction. He never once told her it was because of the cheap guitar. Because he thought enough about his mom that he didn't want to hurt her feelings. And knowing that something that she worked hard to help him pay for wasn't good enough. And he used to talk about how he would love to dance with his mom. Well, do you know what he did? On Mother's Day in 1997, he danced with his mom on the stage at Wembley Stadium in England in front of over 130,000 fans while he was singing one of the songs from his over 135 million records he has sold the world over. So my thought is, what do you think happened to those three dudes that kicked him out of the band? I'm willing to bet that none of the three are anywhere near the status of a guy who truly put in the effort in the music business. And the guy who started a company, became a big brand, and got fired from the company, a guy named Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. Think about that. As I look around at my desktop right now, I have a Apple desktop, I've got an Apple laptop, I've got an iWatch, I've got an Apple iPad, I've got two Apple iPhones, 
nearly everything in my house has been touched in some way, shape, or form by Steve Jobs. Oh, by the way, after Steve Jobs left Apple and their stock price dropped nearly 95%, Steve Jobs came back, bought the shares of stock that would make him the majority stock owner, and up until his death, bought back his company and raised it to the prominence that it has today. And all because of hard work and effort on his part. The next guy, the quarterback from the Division I college football team, was playing for a team in North Carolina, and when the coach told him that he wasn't going to be able to be a starter, he transferred to a college in Wisconsin and played for the Wisconsin Badgers. And after leading the Badgers to a very successful season, he was picked in the fourth round of the NFL draft. And oh, by the way, that short quarterback that wouldn't be able to play a starting role was none other than Russell Wilson, the quarterback and Super Bowl champion of the Seattle Seahawks. And to this day is one of the most revered and respected quarterbacks in the game. And the last guy, the guy was at the top of his game and wound up at the bottom of it, was in the sport of golf. And before I even mentioned his name, everybody probably knows who it is. None other than Tiger Woods. He faced some significant challenges in his personal life, then had one injury after another, whether it was his back or his knees, and took him years to be able to ascend to the heights that he was once at. And many people said that he would never regain his game. Tiger Woods is the winner of over 81 PGA Tour championships, five Masters championships, four PGA championships, three U.S. Opens, and has also been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And oh, by the way, after all that stuff that went through, he went through in his personal and professional life, he came back in 2019 and won the Masters. And I can tell you there were plenty of people that wept when they were able to see him do that. And although all four of these guys come from such different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different education levels, different, uh, you know, upbringings, but all four of them use the effort to work hard to either get to a spot in their lives where they had always dreamed of, or after losing everything that they had, were able to rebound to get to a better place. Now, granted, there's these four people right here that most folks know by just hearing their name. But take a couple of minutes and try to think about those in your life that have done something like that. 
I know that there are folks in my life, both my mom and dad, who you've heard me talk about in in my very first episode, are folks that have rebounded from incredible challenges to become the people that they became all by effort. They worked hard. And the neat thing about all these folks, and even my parents, was that they never put the spotlight on themselves while they did it. They did it because they were either encouraged or inspired by someone else, or they needed to overcome an obstacle that they wouldn't let themselves fail at. The reason I talk about this with all of you today is simple. In this day of Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, you know, all these different social media things where everything that everybody does seems to wind up somewhere where everybody else can see it. The one thing that most of us will never get the opportunity to see is the amount of hard work and effort that some people put into their lives to help them improve. And for us as leaders, it's up to us to be able to cut through all the hoo-ha, cut through all the crap, to be able to not only recognize and identify, but also to support those that put that extra effort in, to be a little more accepting of those people if they stumble and fall or even flat out fail. Because if you've got someone on your team or someone in your family that you know refuses to stop even when they get knocked down, those are the ones you want to surround yourself with. And if you see some of those folks who you know could do much better with some support and encouragement, then provide that to them. Let them know that the effort that they put into it can only benefit them in the long run. I know that there have been plenty of times in my life where I needed encouragement from somebody else to help keep me going, to keep my drive going, to keep me working hard And almost every time it came from a family member. And every once in a while, it came by other folks in my life that were either professional counterparts, military leaders, and even some coaches that I had from my days of playing sports. So what I'd like you to take away from today's conversation is Effort matters. Whether it's your personal effort or the efforts of those who are around you, it matters. And you should recognize it and give it the credit that it is due. 
Now, granted, are we all going to wind up with $135 million record sales like Bruce Springsteen? Are we going to be the CEO of a company like Apple with Steve Jobs? Are, are we going to throw a touchdown pass in a Super Bowl game like Russell Wilson? Or are we going to win 80-plus PGA Tour championships uh, as Tiger Woods did? Probably not. But you just never know what a person can be able to do in their lives if they just get a little bit of credit for the effort that they put into it. You know, I told you I took a week off. I took a week off because I had to charge my batteries as well. I needed to get a little bit of support. I needed a little, you know, a little push. And I got it last week when I had somebody reach out to me on Facebook and said, hey, how come you didn't have an episode on the podcast this week? There was only one person. But I got to tell you, it made me stop and think, hey, maybe, just maybe, some of these conversations are actually helping somebody somewhere in the, along this line. I'm actually having more fun doing this than probably you are having listening to it. But I got to be honest. If we're not willing to have these conversations, then what are we doing this whole leadership thing for anyway, right? So I'm going to leave it at that this week. You know, I sure hope that these uh, these conversations have been helpful. And I really, really do appreciate your, your feedback. And I can never thank you all enough for the time you spend to listen to these short little snippets, I guess you could say, on tips for leaders. But with that, we're going to take a little break. And when I come back, I'm going to come back and wrap up this week with uh, with some final thoughts. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back uh, for today's final thoughts. So I got to tell you, one of the last uh, last week, I made a post on Facebook. And it had to do with all of the civil unrest going on in our country. And I made some comments about I would never kneel for the national anthem, that I would uh, never respect those who disrespected the flag. And I talked about how I would not uh, tolerate people who would burn the flag and things like that. And I got a response from someone who was very, very important to me in my military career, someone who I had known for many, many years, uh, who reached out to me and started to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and, and, and protests and, and things like that. Because they also made references to not having respect for people who burn, destroy, deface, or loot in the name of protesting. And I'll tell you what, 
I know that I had struck a nerve with my comment because I had a couple of people reach out to me and and what was great about it was that I was able to get on the phone well on a uh FaceTime or uh, an IM instant messenger chat with this young woman her name is Cheryl Adams and we I guess the initial conversation I was thinking was we'd probably be on the phone for about 30 minutes or so talking about her position, talking about my position. Well, after about two hours of talking, we both had the chance to express our feelings and thoughts about what was going on in the world. And I will tell you, quite frankly, she gave me an awful lot of things to think about with regard to the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that that are going on in our country. Things that I had never been exposed to in my life, being a uh, Caucasian male and being talked about the things that have affected her and her sons in their lives as African-Americans in the United States. So I learned a lot during those two hours and I want to be able to share some of those comments with you in an upcoming episode because I've asked Cheryl if she would join me uh, as we do some uh, interviews on the show. So stay tuned for that. But what I'd like to ask all of you to do, regardless of what side you're on, you know, the left, the right, you know, if you're a person of color, if you're uh, if you're not directly impacted by things like Black Lives Matter, if you think you're not impacted, I should correct myself. Because I think we are all directly impacted in some way, shape or form. I ask you to listen, to pay attention to listen to the thoughts of others that may have a differing opinion of you, to bring some perspective into your life with regard to things that we may not be totally open to or knowledgeable of. I know those two hours that I spent with Cheryl were probably the two most informative hours on society in general that I had had in a long, long time. And I could never thank her enough for the time that she spent with me. So today's final thoughts, take that time to listen. We spent a lot of time talking. We spent a lot of time typing. We spent a lot of time posting. Let's try to spend a little time listening to opinions that might be a little bit different than ours to help us form not only an opinion that is educated, but also one that may in some way, shape or form, give us the opportunity and ability to help all of us move forward in a positive direction. So Cheryl, thank you so very much for your time. I can't wait to get you on the show so we can have a conversation and uh, to all of you that are listening, thank you so very much for your time. As always, 
If you have any comments or feedback to the show, you can reach me at ken.mcquiston at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on my Facebook page, and I look forward to hearing from you if you would like to. And if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to have discussed, let me know what they are. But thank you so very much for taking the time and listening this week and look forward to talking with you again real soon. So from here on the back porch, thanks for your time. Hope you have a great week and talk to you again real soon.